What's I mean, up? What's it? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? 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 Hey, Hello? Harold and Modcast audience. Modcaster Troy. Yeah. Mod Harold and Modcast Modcaster Troy, like Face Off with John Travolta and Kevin Spacey. Oh my God! Or Kevin Spacey. That, or I can't believe KG. that movie. That was on the other night. I can't believe that movie ever got made. That movie's so fucking funny, <laughs> so bad. It's the worst movie. I mean, literally that the movie. concept. I remember I was telling you this that when they made it in the nineties, and yeah. someone told me what the concept was, I was like, "Are you shitting me? I will never see that movie." Well, the funny thing about it was, I was like a small boy, yeah, and it was like. <laughs> the coolest concept to me because i was a fucking stupid i loved i was like fucking eight years old or nine years old and i was like this is the coolest movie ever (laughs) and now watching it now it's like almost unwatchable yeah the acting is so over the top the (laughs) script is stupid 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 the idea is so dumb and just watching it back now like just recently i'm like man the kid me was like losing it yeah. over this with the joints and the gold pistols and the oh yeah sw- you probably totally were there was losing some really it. fucking like i thought it was hip like john woo with the pigeons <sighs> oh and my the boat god chase yes and the fucking like hot daughter with the knife in the leg and the freaking shoot him up scene <laughs> with the drugstore cowboy guys oh yeah and- well there was some big actor i mean joan allen's in it like and it, she plays like the stuffy wife. Yeah, and and Travolta and Nicolas Cage, yeah. like Oscar nominee Travolta, Oscar winner Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. I know. And what's her face? Gina Gershon's and in Margaret it. Cho as a small part. Oh, that's remember? Right. And she's all yeah. young and like super round faced. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah. And then what's the, the other actors in it? There's a couple other like sub actors that are that in are it big, that are fame have been around for a while. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And uh, oh, like the Delroy. Lin- lindo oh he's in yeah, it yeah okay in it. oh yeah he's in it he's yeah. in it he's in it oh, he's a good actor and i mean it's Colin just Fiore's in it like would you get that you get that script seriously okay so what's gonna happen is they're gonna take your face off you're going undercover literally oh so that's not a metaphor the movie is no. what happens face off our face comes off and there's a part in the movie where nicholas cage as john travolta is going i'm gonna take his face off. Well, John Travolta is Nicolas Cage. Off. It's so bad. And he's all high. And he's like, don't give him any more of those drugs or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And like John Travolta's already Nicolas Cage. Oh, it's so bad. And their body types and their facial structures are both so different. Yeah. They look nothing alike. And why would you go undercover in someone else's face and go to, and then like the prison is like this Alcatraz with like magnetic boots that and, they break out of yeah and then he breaks, he breaks out, out of oh my god Nicolas Cage who is John Travolta John Travolta's oh Nicolas Cage it's so stupid and, oh and then John Travolta's overacting when it's like cause like I can see it like the director telling like look John you are now Nicolas Cage's character he's an <laughs> over the top drug dealing womanizing oh. gangster so you gotta be able to play that role but in like your character's body does that make sense john (laughs) and then you get lines like oh yeah baby sexy (laughs) i almost i missed that face 
only looks better on me than you, baby. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, oh my god, this is fucking embarrassing, like cringe. Like if I was an actor and I watched that, I wouldn't be able to watch it. It'd be like watching a school play from when you're a kid. Like, oh, way worse. Did this, I do that? This is a huge hit. That movie and it made so millions. John Woo, you know, he did that dumb Broken Arrow movie with Travolta. The Christian Slater he did a was a bunch in. of movies in the nineties. He did was a like bunch. the action sought Mission after two. Yeah. He did all those movies with Chow Young Fat and like the replacement killers oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that shit. I feel like he did a couple Seagal movies too, maybe. He's John Woo has a huge lit like roster. Yeah, I mean of he was movies. like wasn't he like a big Hong Kong martial arts but, yeah. guy? But it was director? like more weapons and guns than okay. like Jackie Chan jumping off of you know, buildings right. and kicking and punching. It was more like <laughs> heavy weapons and birds well lots of birds i mean hey jokes on everybody else because that movie was a big hit at the time it made I mean, so much money the 90s were ridiculous with some of the movies though and it's yet there's some amazing movies from the 90s too but it's just like some of the like the stock movies from the, the bad 90s ones. are you're like oh my god yeah it's so funny how bad the scripts are yeah and the dialogue and nicholas cage's overacting has like <laughs> tortured sean archer the cop inside the criminal's body like trying to come to terms with who he's become or who he has to pretend to be. And- I mean, talk, I mean, like, not to mention the fact, I mean, I don't even know why I'm arguing the merits of the potential of this story making sense, but like, like taking a face and replanting it, like, your body wouldn't take it. Haven't they, like, They've only tried recently that. done that? Like, the woman who had the chimpanzee attacker and she had a face transplant, transplant it took years and well that's the other thing they've had like one i think or a handful maybe one or two that have like successfully took yeah. face transplants and that's the other thing like the turnaround time to go it's undercover like fast like okay we're gonna get this face on you and then you're gonna go right to prison <laughs> <laughs> it's like a matter of a couple and it's weeks. not in the future it's not like terminator time period. right no it's not demolition man no period. it's like modern it's like t- current day it's like a plastic 90s. surgeon yeah, yeah. In a regular medical, it's not some like undercover, <laughs> underground medical base with super futuristic medical. Right. No, it's just like, we're going to throw this face on you. We got a good plastic surgeon. He does a lot of boob jobs and facelifts. <laughs> He's going to slap on Nicolas Cage's face. And then we're going to send you to, right into prison. It'll, you know, it takes like months of recuperation, I yeah. feel. Like well, a facelift or a nose job. Won't their wives like notice their the anatomy has changed? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Because they're like, well, what we do is we take in the love handles and then we like, the, and they have like the crappy like uh, computer effects like like going on the actual oh like God. doctor's computer. Oh, it's so stupid. Well, we did happen to see uh, a couple good movies. We saw some good movies. Good horror movies. Two good horror movies. Back to back. The Conjuring 2. Which I enjoyed. That was our now in theaters uh, review that we're going to do. And then Hush. A movie called of Hush. Which is a streaming on Amazon. And, and Netflix. And no, Netflix. Ne- yeah, both. Ne- okay. I think both. And damn, it's scary and good. We'll it's scary and good and it. very cool indie horror, like working with what you got. Yeah. You don't have a $20 million budget and you can make a movie that's scarier or more suspenseful and more gripping than a movie of a larger budget with a bigger cast and not famous, like numbers no i mean well let's let's talk about these now so uh hush is directed by mike flanagan who did a a few other he did oculus yeah which i didn't like he did a couple other uh horror films and um his wife kate siegel 
is the star, uh, the star and the other uh, lead actor is John Gallagher Jr., who is also in Ten Cloverfield Lane. He plays Emmett in that. And the the so Kate Seagal, what's her name in the the character? Maggie. 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 Maggie I guess. Maddie. 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 Maggie. Maddie or Maggie. Maggie. She's deaf. She's she lives in this kind of cabin. She's yeah. a writer. She's a writer. She writes novels. Yeah. And she's 100% deaf. She lives by herself in the in a, a cabin in the woods. Pretty isolated. Yeah, you could say it's isolated. She has a neighbor that could that walks to her place. Right. So she lives within walking distance of someone. How long that walk is, we aren't never sure of. Yeah. But it's so. But it's still out in the forest. It's a forest setting, which is always creepy to me. I mean, like uh, that. It just feels so much more vulnerable than being alone in a city to me. I don't know. Maybe. Well, kind like, of. Yeah. I mean, in the city, you like people are always so worried about crime, but in the woods or in the forest, if there is crime, there's no you can't reach anybody or yeah. You make a phone call, take the police x amount of time, and if you're by yourself and you're deaf, you know it's not exactly the safest set up for by alone with a pet cat yeah yeah and no weapons or self-defense or anything but she's very smart and savvy as we find out we find out that her like writing methods help her in what in what ends what uh, happens to be the dramatic conclusion of the film true oh right yeah it's true yeah that's what happens so her her friend did he wrote the script did he write it she wrote it with him oh the two of them wrote it it it's a good script and it's really cool because they're able to keep it in one location man yeah like it's a one location script with four actors and it's suspenseful and gripping mm-hmm. and scary and at sometimes gory but like i liked it a lot more than some of these movies you go see in theaters over the Absolutely. summer horror movies you know i was Jameson. genuinely scared by this film i mean so her friend comes over and sees her and what's well, a neighbor have, it's a neighbor it's and they neighbor. set something she's deaf and everything and and then she uh, reads the book and says she really liked the book. Yeah, she has a novel, the the deaf woman. Right. And the neighbor comes says, "Oh, I really like the book. You did such a good job." And she was like cooking dinner and like burns dinner. Yeah, so we know she's a bad cook. She's a bad cook. <laughs> or and the fire alarm goes off, which right. is important for later in the movie. And then uh, you find out that she's writing another book and she's got writer's block. Yeah. And then she also has like seven different endings that she can't decide which one. Right. And her friend, the neighbor, invites her to come over, and she's like, no, nah, I'm going to finish working on my new book. I'm a writer's block, blah, blah, blah. There's an ex-boyfriend in the midst who they mention. They're and kind of like other. She finds out that he tried to contact her. and She tried to contact she him. She kept hanging up on kept him. She calls him yeah. and then hangs up on him. She tries to FaceTime, and then, and then he calls back. And we Doesn't don't get see, old. But which is a good plot point because you don't know whether he's going to show up at some point you don't yeah, know it's who very he banal is. stuff but at the same time you think it could play a part in right. like what the goings on later yeah. kind of thing and she has a skype call with her sister yes. who can speak and has hearing and is signing with her over the phone right and so at after some time after the cooking is done and everything uh, the neighbor comes rushing back to the window, screaming and knocking on the window. Let and me in. She let doesn't me in. hear. She doesn't hear because she's cleaning up the kitchen. Right. And after dinner, and literally at the door of the kitchen is her bloody neighbor yeah. knocking and screaming. And then it cuts to her with no volume in the shot, which mm. is really cool. Yeah, to, like, it was. Give you her sort of point of view, or there's banging and shouting and screaming. And it's just dum da dum, scraping off the pan, dum da dum, washing the silverware. And then up behind her comes 
this masked man. Well, first you see her get sh- an arrow shot. Yeah, in, stuck in, in the her back, back, her shoulder. Yeah, and then the, a very creepy mask. Yeah, I like that mask. A mask for me, it goes a long way. Yeah. It says a lot about the creative sort of choices of the writer and director. Yeah. What the movie's like, what what the mask looks like Mm. of the fucking killer or whatever, like, antagonist creature that you're fighting against. Yeah. A good mask can become iconic. Well, remember Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Those masks that they wear, those in masquerade it. masks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are so they burned into my memory because yeah, that was so creepy. Creepy scene. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. I, this mask is extremely creepy, and you see, so you see him standing at the door after mm-hmm. he's he's knifed repeatedly her. stabbed yeah. her in the stomach, which it just it's over brutal. and over. Yeah, yeah. There's some gore elements in this movie, and it doesn't go over the top, but it, it stays true to sort of the world that they've set up. Yeah. So it's not like she's getting her guts cut out and like no, they're falling no, no, no. on the ground. It's not like and... Thrones gore. No, but it's like gore. sort of like, it's like Scream gore. Yes. Like Drew yes, Barrymore and like it's bloody, but you believe it. You're like, yeah. oh my God, it's almost more disturbing. In like, fact, similar to that opening it is, scene. It is similar to yeah, that opening scene. In the, in the way she's, she's by herself, stabbed. she's being stabbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the then, mask. so he just stands there and, like, in the mask her, and yeah. watches and it's like creepy. And remember he like taps on the window yeah. and then he's sort of realizing she's she deaf. doesn't hear. Yeah. And then she's sitting with her computer and he's in the house behind her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do anything because he's like realizing she doesn't hear. And he's starting to toy with it. Yeah, he's, he's starting to toy like with it. like getting off on it a little. Yeah. And which is creepy. Which is where this goes. He he decides he's going to toy with her. And he, she ultimately finds out because he takes her cell phone mm-hmm. and then FaceTimes her from the cell to her computer, which doesn't 100% No, no, sense. he sends her texts or pictures. Oh. Or he sends say, pictures he to, her, to computer, her computer. Okay. And it's pictures of her in her house like a minute ago. Right. Like when she was sitting writing and yeah. it's through the window and she's starting to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then literally she runs through the door and like he's right there and she closes it. And there's a bunch of moments like that where she gets to the door sort of right and before the windows him. And, and the window. Yeah. And yeah. And so he's like in there and he's like, I could come in. He's like, can you read my lips? And you know, yeah. yeah she's like, yeah. I could come, I could come in at any time, you know, so... Yeah, and then he says, but I'm not going to. I'm going to come in when you want to die, when you've so, like, to the point where you just want to die. So he's basically saying, I'm going to fuck with you all night. All night, yeah. And it's it's terrifying because you don't know what's going to happen. And Yeah, it's cool, man. And there's never really a dull moment. It's it really no, tr- trimmed the fast. fat of this movie. Well, it's only an hour 20, so it's which not even great. a full 90 minutes, which is good. I love that they did that. Good. If yeah. you don't need 90 minutes to tell the story, then fuck don't. it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> if you don't need two hours, fucking don't. Yeah. Man. Give me a good, like, I'd rather watch an 80-minute film and be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Than watch a 95-minute or fucking 100-minute film and be like, oh. They should have cut the last 20. Yeah. Yeah. That happens you know, all the time. That happens all the time. So, I mean, so this goes on and gets scarier and there's a lot just, I mean, what was great about this film was just when you think there are no new tricks out there Mm -hmm. to scare you, 
There are. Or to raise the suspense. Yes. And raise the tension. There's tension the whole time. Yeah. And even when you think, yeah, like you said, there's no other way to like make it more tense or raise the stakes. Mm -hmm. There's something that comes into play. And then there's some other things that sort of happen like in her mind later in the movie that make the tension higher. So it's a good balance between like what's happening in reality than what sort of plays out in her mind since she is deaf and she's trying to like figure out a game plan. Oh, and she she has this thing where she talks to herself in her mind. And she can hear herself. Yeah. Yeah, And that plagues a big part in the near the end without spoiling. Right. So without telling any more of the plot line, like watch this movie for free man are you kidding yeah like, it's for free it's on netflix yeah like yeah. are you kidding me if you want to just a you got nothing to do tonight watch the movie hush it's a real simple decision even if you don't like horror movies it's it's a horror movie but it's more of like a it's thriller. More a thriller yeah. yeah it's a thriller suspense thriller that you know it's kind of a throwback to like a hitchcockian kind of thing like if you've ever bit. if you've ever seen a film or there's a film way back i think it's it's either 60s or 70s called wait wait until dark dark with Audrey Hepburn, mm-hmm. and she plays a blind woman mm-hmm. who is basically stalked. And then there's a similar scene where uh, the guy comes and to kill like her in, in the house, and she's blind. And um, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to yeah. this day. Um, wait until dark. I just finished playing dark. a game called Until Dawn, which is a really cool horror <laughs> game. That's a, no relation. No relation, but <laughs> it's got a bunch of elements from a lot of like the classic horror movies. And it's like a teen horror movie that's played out on a PlayStation oh, really? 4 that's platform. Fun. And it's to sort of choose your own adventure where the decisions you make with the people you're with, the friends and teenagers, and do you go in the door, do you go down the stairs, yeah. that type of shit, really has oh, an effect cool. on the f- yeah on the f- on the livelihood of some of the characters and the goal is to try to keep as many of them alive till the end until dawn right 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 it's a really cool cool game i'm gonna do a review on it cool upcoming coming up just plug that uh so yeah this is a really good film it's really i mean you can testify the fact that i sat there with like a pillow over. yeah you were really more nervous than watching some of these horror movies well the thing about it is for me like the stuff that's like gory over the top slasher dude stuff i don't really get like it's more like oh Oh, sick sick. it's not like this was like genuinely terrifying like yeah this really bothered you man well because it's like a single woman yeah yeah, it could be real you're like here she is she's vulnerable she's out this cabin and it's some freaky little guy he's not like some giant jason Voorhees. he's like some Real average size. Yeah, because he guy takes his mask psycho. off. Because she says she po- she paints on the door with lipstick. I didn't see your face. I right. won't tell anyone. And he takes he his takes mask, mask off, off and says you did now. Yeah. All right, no more spoilers. Yep. But yeah, you know, I, I this is justice for me. Yeah, justice. I'd give it. I'd give it maybe like an eight point five. Yeah, like an eight point five for what it is. As yeah. a, as a streaming. As a streaming, you can't go yeah. wrong. You won't go wrong. Even if you, even if you think it starts a little slow, which I didn't, because it's not that long. I don't of a think movie. it starts slow at all. Yeah, but some people might, but I don't. Yeah, it, uh, I, it gets into it pretty quickly. Pretty but, quick. Pretty quick. Yep. So justice on that, and then the other one, uh, the theater, the uh, the now playing that movie. we saw is Conjuring Two, which we were very excited to see. It is the sequel to the 2013 film. The 2013. Seriously? Yeah. Took them a little bit. Oh, and, my um, God. Not even. I just feel like that movie's still new. I know. 2013. It's, uh, it's Jesus the, the continuing case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yep. Uh, and uh, starring, directed by James Wan, who 
we found out he well he did Insidious, he did the original Conjuring, and apparently he wrote and directed the first Saw, and that was his brainchild. That was his original idea. Franchise, yeah, Yeah. the whole Saw franchise is his brainchild. And he's doing he's directing the new Aquaman film. Cool, yeah. So uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, both fantastic actors. Yeah, they're good together, too. They're so good together as the Warrens. Uh, they start out the film with uh, an Amity thing, which was you know highly anticipated because, as we know, they were very involved with the Amity horror. Yeah, we should say they're real people. Yeah. It's based on, like, loosely based on some of their cases that they take up throughout the years. Ed and in Lorraine Warren in the 70s. When they were really well, investigating. During the Amityville Horror, they yep. investigated that. And that's where they start is like in the ha- Lutz's house, the Ronnie DeFeo murders. Right. And she has like a vision in the opening scene of Ronnie DeFeo going room by room and killing his family. Yep. And then she follows like one of the dead ghosts to the basement mm-hmm. and gets a vision of like this nun demon that scares the bejesus out right. of her. She like wakes up because they're in like a seance circle yep. in the house. And that's sort of how it starts. And then it cuts to merry old England. Yeah. <laughs> London calling. Yeah, they the literally do that, which bugs Dingity me. Dong, dong, day. They literally play the Clash song and then they do a montage of London like in punks. the 70s, which I, I have to say, I was a little bit like, really? I mean, they did this in What a Girl Wants, too. That every like, time they <laughs> go to London, it's yeah, that, that I, same I was, montage. I felt like, yeah, you, you got a little We've lazy seen with that. that. Before, yeah. But but they, I mean, and we should say, too, that there are, are a lot of skeptics who immediately are against the Warrens. They dispute what they're doing, what they're saying, that they're not really, their findings aren't really worth anything, that they're making it up, all of that. Yeah. There's, they go on TV shows. Where doctors are like, these guys have never found a house they didn't think was haunted. Yeah, they dispute their work. But they're, you know, they've got a lot of documented, they've got actual tapes of things happening. And this is considered one of the uh, most infamous haunting possession cases in history. In in England. And definitely in England. And they get dragged into it, and it's a house in London and Enfield, London, and. the mom and her a single mom and her kids her children start getting plagued by a spirit one in particular one child in particular yeah janet and uh it's pretty freaking scary yeah it was fucking pretty terrifying yeah god there were some really jump scared jump worthy moments and it's not as good as the first one no it's not good but the first one's really good the first one's like a like as a movie on its own. It's like a nine plus movie. We yeah, loved it. I love. I, I still mean, love Lily it. Lily Taylor stars in it. There's some really great. Well, supporting we said cast. that the supporting cast is better in the first one. Yeah, it's more interesting, and I think the story of the first one's more interesting too. Yeah, I like the original. I like the first one where it's like this witch that was like hung from a tree outside the house, and mm-hmm. there's a parents with like five little girls in this big house, and. The, you know, I, I liked the first story better. Yeah. It was sort of bigger and kind of felt like uh, more dangerous. Yeah. A little more dangerous. The build up to it was sort of better more, orchestrated yeah, and, and more slower intense. and kind of more tense. This one was a little draggy. There was well, it, it gets to it pretty fast, though. It gets to the like. It gets to the British things happening right, fast. But the Warrens don't actually get to England to confront this plague or this ex this you know demon in the house mm-hmm. to like 
over halfway act through the movie. Three, like end of act, act three. End of act two, I'd say. Mm. That kind of thing. Because so there's a lot of time of like them in the States dealing with stuff. Right. And all the stuff going on in London. And I feel like the there was a you know, a, a meeting sooner in the first one they got to it qu- more quickly in the first one which maybe I appreciate. they did we kind of have to go back and see it because there was a lot of pre-stuff in the first one before they get to it there's a uh, whole there's a lot of setup of that family in the house and yeah i just is. remember that like they are doing a conference in the first one and then the mom's outside like you gotta come to our house there's a conference in the beginning, but and then, then, a second then the second one. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of setup, but it's something about the way they did it, I think, was better. But in, nevertheless, this is still, I mean, the little girl seems to be possessed or being. Well, there's haunted. more skepticism in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of skepticism by outside forces. There's one British dude who's kind of like believes them Mm -hmm. Um, then there's this like russian woman or french woman that does not believe it at all and she's sort of there as like the opposing side like she's this girl is full of it and they think that the mom's sort of putting the girl up to it to get out of the crummy housing it's like government housing or something well, well, she's applying for government housing but like so the warrens are sort of like and they've been sent by By the the church. church yeah and there's an incredibly scary scene before they even go there when she sees that demon again. Yeah, that nun. It's dressed up as oh. a nun. It, 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 I'm, yeah, it's terrifying. There's some real terrifying moments. It's worth yeah. seeing in a theater. It, it definitely, is, yeah. It, for, especially during summer. I love good horror movies in the summer, man. Yeah. There's something super nostalgic about it. And I feel like it's like a tradition, even more so than Halloween. Like, of course, I always watch horror movies in Halloween, right. but like new movies, like new, what, what I always want to know what new horror movies are coming yeah. out every yep. summer. Because they're fun to go see at night on like a summer night, yeah, and get scared and be like, "That was fun." Yeah. I love summertime horror movies. Yeah, they're I the wish best. there were still drive-ins because that that's fun. A that horror movie at the drive-in is very fun. It was yeah. I used to do that. You did you did that? Yeah, where in Detroit? Wow, I didn't know they still had. Drive-ins. They had one on Michigan Avenue in Dearborn, outside right right on the br- like edge of Detroit and Dearborn. Wow! And then it, I think it's not even open anymore. But I took my girlfriend there a couple times. I went a couple times by myself. It was awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And I think in Canada I went a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I went as a kid in the seventies when they still existed. When it was like, but then when but they it was, were, it was the beginning of the end. It was like their that was ending. the beginning of the end. No, I mean, I think the beginning of the end was probably the sixties. Like no, the, drive-in theaters were drive-in around? theaters were gone by the eight by the time I was in high school. Absolutely, really? yeah. Because I I didn't grow up with them like as common. Like it was sort of like a thing. There'd be one in like a county. Yeah. And people would go as nostalgia kind of thing. Like one outside the city, there's a drive-in theater and right. you can still get there. But I felt like really even in the 70s, they were not... No, the 70s, they were around. But when I in the 80s, when I was in high school, they were... At least where I grew up, they were gone. They were gone. Or I just mean, people didn't go to them. Nah, they were gone. I remember when they got rid of the one that was at Fresh Pond and they put up like a new mall. I mean, like the whole mall culture changed that. You well, know? and like drive-ins, they take up so much real right, estate right. to have... Just a movie, yeah. So much real estate. They're fun though. I used to go to them as a kid. My grandpa took me to see Mortal Kombat in the (laughs) nineties. We were talking about that. Yeah, they're making a new one, and James Wan is attached. Yeah, (laughs) full circle, people. Yeah, you gotta love it. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. There are a lot of jump scares. There's, I mean, this nun is terrifying for disturbing imagery. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, for those of you fellow like Reformed Catholics who grew up and going to like Catholic school, just like 
it's really terrifying to see this nun, especially because yeah. they're so it's terrifying anyways nun. for us. Right. Um, but <laughs> it's a demon nun. And just, you know, there's a lot of spooky stuff that happens that's unexpected that they really do get you with it. So it's worth seeing. It's worth it. And it was worth the wait. It's not as good as the first one. Yeah, it's the- not. It's a sequel. And it is a sequel. It's not going to be. It's not kind of like wow. I mean, the the Conjuring, the first one was such a good movie. Yeah, I left the first one being like, holy shit, they really just is that they really made this movie? Like, yeah. I feel like this movie only existed twenty years, fifteen years ago. You know what I mean? And like, it was highly, highly rated. I think it yeah. got like a ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes or ninety six or it something. It was worth it. It was really like wow. I can't believe they made such a good horror movie. Right. Now, contemporary horror movies usually suck balls <laughs> unless they're like independent completely, and right. it just happens to be a really good script made by film. You know, their own filmmakers. Yeah, I think the part of the problem was this script wasn't as good, but it was good enough. Like definitely good enough to be a scare. Definitely enjoyable. That's the most. I mean, that's what you'll leave. Like the scares in this movie were cool or real too. And you'll yeah you'll there's a couple moments even when I like jumped and I like ah, yeah I didn't you get did. Me. There's, I was like oh fuck. Well, the whole ending sequence. I was tense. I was sitting literally and, and not even metaphorically. I was sitting at the edge of my seat, up upright, just kind of with my arms like yeah. You were tense. Clenched. It was, was cool, tense. man. Yeah, real cool. So, I mean, I definitely give it justice. I would give this one an 8. Yeah, i give it like a 7.5, 8. Yeah, 7.5. I'd give it an 8. I think it's... it's uh, I couldn't give it like a firm 8, like a soft 8. Soft 8, soft 8. Yeah. All right, soft 8, folks, soft 8. Worth seeing in theaters if you don't know what to go. You want to go see a movie, have fun. Yeah. It's a fun theater-going experience, for sure. Absolutely. There was a couple times when I was pondering my navel, but that was just like... <laughs> I was just <laughs> there like, were yeah for a couple <laughs> moments in the scenes they sort of string together too long or something yeah sort of like, dum dee dum 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 yeah but soft date worth seeing in theaters Definitely. over the summer a hundred percent you won't leave the movie being like oh that sucks well best thing about it Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are a two of my pair. favorite actors today they're so good Virga Farmiga Virga Farmiga so uh, that's it for our now playing and now streaming reviews. Dum, dum. So, uh, Thrones, y'all. Thrones again, Thrones again. We... Hope I'll make it home again. <laughs> we talked Thrones episode uh, eight, season six, Game of Thrones. No one knows. Uh, no, it's called No One. That's the episode's name. No one. No one. <laughs> Meaning Arya. A girl is no one. A girl is no one. Yeah, Arya uh, gets gets it going she gets it going yeah and finally we say goodbye to essie davis i guess i figured she wasn't gonna be around forever but she gets kind of the actress it's gone she it's gets like, it she gets though. it pretty bad and like instantly yeah she's gone then boom she's dead she gets it protecting aria yeah she does and it's the ugly girl that kills her but God, that girl's ugly. Arya gets the better of her. It's like the battle of the ugly girls. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Two ugly girls. Oh, Which she, one will win? Arya wins. Arya wins, and She's, she goes back to 
Jackar Nagar or whatever. Jack and Nagar. Jack and Nagar. And uh, he says, I am Arya Stark. Yeah, he says, a girl is finally no one. And she says, a girl is Arya Stark and I'm going home. And then he smiles and gives a little wink like, gotcha. All right, you can go home. And I mean, this is what we figured was going to happen. And hopefully she's going to go back to Winterfell. But Lord knows what she's going to find because next yeah. this weekend is the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, it looks fucking huge i know it's 60 minutes a full 60 minutes or 69 minutes no it's a little longer right yeah 69 69. and then the fine finale is a full 60 so this movie this is almost 70 minutes long yikes which is cool man if it's battles and rattles and tattles so out of the gate there's some gore in this episode and a bunch of people online were bitching about it saying it was just super gory for no reason and nothing happened i mean the hound gets his revenge on the people who killed yeah he does in tremendous fashion yeah. with that axe. He totally like and, just Oh, that was intense. We yeah. were like sitting there like, Whoa, Thrones, Thrones Thrones is back. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought it was a return to form, man. That's yeah. why you that's what's not one like the main reason why you watch the show, but that's what gives the show like an element of its own thing. Right. Is the fucking intense, unapologetic violence yeah not that i condone violence of that extent <laughs> but that's fucking one of the reasons why you watch the show right see if it outdoes itself and the like brutal medieval violence that it is known for i thought it was cool i didn't i yeah. didn't mind because it wasn't throughout the whole show it was like up top the hound gets his revenge and you know later on there's some gore uh, I don't really remember. Oh yeah, the 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 mountain does some gore, but you don't even really see it. It's just sort of implied. Yeah, he, like, literally. Oh, rips you that sort of see out. it. It's pretty gross. You don't yeah. see it, see it though. But you know, they, it's implied. It's, it's but it's nasty. implied gore. But uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm like, yeah, cool. it's Thrones. It's Thrones. Great. So we we meet the Lord of Light gang again, and they want the Hound to join. And maybe he does. Well, because the guys that killed his group were Lord of Light people. And the Lord of Light guys were killing the traitors. Right. And the Hound was like, no, I want to do it. And then the Hound was going to like gut them. Right. And the guy was like, no, you don't get to gut them. And the Hound was like, normally I'd kill all of, all of you guys just to gut these yeah, three. Yeah. He's like, the old me would have killed every one of you motherfuckers. And so he ends up just like kicking the stool out and watching them hang. And he takes his boots while he's dying. Yeah, that was that cool. Was gory. I think the goriest thing was when that guy stuck his finger in the other guy's butt. Ew, when did that happen? It happened right before they all got killed by the hound. Oh, yeah. That was gorier Ew, to me than the actual was. violence. It wasn't gory. It was just gross. No, nah, it's gory to me. <laughs> gore. That is like gay gore. Yeah. He's like, good. you just take your finger and stick it in your bunghole. Oh, that was Oh, gross. kill that guy. Oh, my God. Well, Jesus. those guys all get killed. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's just sort of like a weird setup. It's it like, was a weird setup. It's like, okay, you guys are going to be doing some like really fucking gay shit and then the hound's gonna come and kill you yeah thrones sometimes i know know? it's really weird yeah what so what else happened we oh so all i remember is that (laughs) (laughs) brianne we the blackfish is holding steady in his oh yeah the uh, blackfish he doesn't want to leave the castle and brianne goes to talk to jamie kind of convince him to let him go and then he's like okay go convince him and the blackfish is like no hell no you know sorry i'm not leaving my home because her whole case was that like your niece needs you and your niece needs you to take winterfell like yeah and he's like we can't take winterfold and it fell she's and like well we have more soldiers and then he's like well look aria wants to f- or sansa wants to fight for her home but i want to fight for mine yeah this is my home you know so he decides not to help 
Well, and then Jamie kind of like returns to form being speaking to Catelyn's brother, mm-hmm. the nephew, saying, mm-hmm. you know, who they sort of were going to kill, but then they didn't. And he says, look, I, you know, you got to go in there. He basically puts him up to going in there. He's the lord of that oh, castle, the castle, not Tully's. his uncle. Yeah. So he says, Jamie if says, you don't do it, I'm going to catapult your baby. And your wife. <laughs> yeah. And you. And I'm just going to kill your son. Yeah, and so he goes in, he takes back the castle, they have to obey Well, him. he takes it in a weird way of like, because the Blackfish was like, no, don't let him in, it's a trap. And yeah. they're like, sorry, man, he's our lord, you're not our lord. Yeah. I have to take his orders. Right. And so they literally just used to like override the, the Blackfish's requests. Yeah. And then when they let him in, he's like, okay... We're letting Winterfell, we're letting uh, Lannisters take yeah. the castle. And then, and arrest the Blackfish. And then the Blackfish fights to the death. Yeah. And dies. He honorably dies. They don't show it, no. but we're told that's what happens. And well, because right before he does that, Brienne was like, come with us on this boat and come help fight with your niece. Yeah. You know, come back with it. At least you can help fight with your niece. Right. And he's like, no, I'm sick of running. This is my home. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'd rather just die in my home, you know? Right. So he does. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, that wasn't that was staying with character. And then Jamie and her Jamie waves goodbye. He sees her going down the river on yeah. a boat. And he just lets her go. Yeah, he does. Because so, they get in, not like an argument, but like a weird disagreement. Like I hope we don't have to fight each other. Yeah, kind of thing. thing. And, and I mean, Jamie basically says, "I love my." You know, he's professing his love to Cersei, standing by his sister. When he says that to the Tully guy, he's like, "Look, I'm I'm only here to serve Cersei." Yeah. And I don't give a fuck about anyone else. Right. So I'll kill all as many people as I have to. To, to like, get home. To, to get her. home to her. Yeah. So whatever I got to do, if that's your son or your wife or blackfish or gayfish or whoever. <laughs> well, and and me, gayfish. And and um, meanwhile, fish. back at um, the uh, uh, King's Landing, we find out that uh, Tommen is... Not, is banning trial by combat. Yes. So Cersei cannot use the mountain to fight. And that was her big ace in trial. the hole. That was her biggest ace in the yeah. hole. Well, it's almost like, yeah, you're looking at her case and it's like, okay, first we're going to disable your ability to use that giant Frankenstein right. to like win your favor. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course that's not fair. Who's going to like, who can beat the mountain? And then like, how is that even a trial at all? Like, all you did was kill a guy. So yeah. that means you're innocent? Like, that doesn't prove anything. Well, what I don't understand is they made her do the walk. And she has to go on trial? I thought she did the walk so she didn't have to go on trial. I think it's trial. a different case, though. Oh, I think okay. that was for sleeping with her cousin. And this is for, like, sleeping with Jamie or I don't know. Oh, God. Well, she has a lot. I mean, not that we care about Cersei, you know. No, she gets what she deserves. But I don't know what's going to happen with Jamie, now he's at River Run. He's got the castle. I'm. I don't know. I'm wondering if he's if like ultimately they're gonna go fight with Jon Snow. I don't know what's gonna happen at the Battle of the Bastards. I mean, they're outnumbered, greatly outnumbered, yeah, and greatly outarmed. Like you see in the clips, the armies like Ramsay Snow's army is way better organized. Yeah, they're like a real army. Like these guys are the bad, like bad news bears, right? Sort yeah. of thrown together, wildlings, some soldiers, some cavalry, some yeah. archers. Like Ramsay Snow has it all lined up. It's like the Scots versus the British, kind of. I'm hoping someone's going to come out of somewhere and help them because we can't have another 
Jon Snow death. Out of the right flank. Well, yeah, and Jon Snow even says, he's like, if I fall, don't bring me back. Yeah. Like, in the preview. So I don't think he will. No. And I think they will win, but Ramsay Snow might not die in this episode, but they might win the battle kind of thing. Right. I could see him escaping and they take the battle, but Ramsay Snow's still at large. God, or, he needs to go. I know. I really want to see him, him die. Just yeah, die. Yeah, we all do. Die, die, you bastard. <laughs> 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 you fucking bastard. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty tense lead up, not knowing, and I mean, just, just wondering how all these pieces are going to fit together. Yeah, and then Daenerys is back at Marine with the dragon. She comes in at the last minute. As they're sieging the castle, the pyramid or whatever. Like, Tyrion's great plan is backfiring. Completely backfired. What a dummy. I know. And uh, she's not going to like that, but no. she's got the dragons, so she'll probably just like have them kill. Well, the dragons could take out that whole fleet of ships. Yeah, I mean, how do the ships defend against dragons? It's all wood and cloth, right? You don't. You're de- you're fucking floating dead in the water, right? So, I mean, and we've got also the we still have the Ironborn. We've got Theon and his sister coming with ships to try to meet up with her. So there's a lot of, there's some stuff that wasn't even going on. Addressed, yeah. And there's only two episodes left. So. so we're looking at like next season for all of these things to wrap up. And then not the, till the final. I really one. wanted to see the mountain, like tear some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> just give me one cool scene of the mountain. Just like ripping people. He apart. did. He did in this. But it, he, no, no, all right. no. He kills the one guy by smashing his head into the wall. That was like talking shit about Cersei, which was cool. And then they, this time when he like literally rips that guy's head off, but one I, of the, um, one of the clerics or the, yeah, those like thug monks the thug monks thug yeah. monks like didn't they all got scared and ran away yeah remember they were yeah. all like oh fuck I mean, he's pretty scary well it was, it was cool because the, the one guy has that like pickaxe and sticks it and just sticks in his armor yeah it does nothing absolutely nothing the man would have killed all like 10 of those yep. guys and Cersei even says he's like if you don't come with us it will be violence and Cersei's like well I I choose violence yeah <laughs> I have the about why would she go with them? yeah are you kidding me yeah. Mountain will just t- rip you guys apart, literally. Well, I have to admit, I, I mean, I'm excited for this episode. I I just, I want some stuff to happen. I want some stuff to conclude. Oh, what about Bran and his uncle? We haven't seen that. We haven't that. seen them again. We haven't seen them again. We will, I'm we sure. We will. At I mean, some point. Before the end of the series. So there's so there's nine episodes this season? No, there's ten. Okay, this so is there's, the ninth. And then, so there's three more. Oh, yeah, no, no, this is the There's, ninth. This is oh, the ninth. Oh, God, this is the ninth. And then the tenth is next week. That's Yikes. it. Yikes. Wow. Yep. Well, it was a good episode. A lot of people did not think it was a good episode. I thought it was I actually I thought it was good. good. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was better than a couple of the first first few episodes that I didn't really wasn't. Yeah. Even the opening of the season premiere wasn't all that interesting. No, it wasn't. It was kind of like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. I kind of liked it. Give us some violence. Uh, I, I wasn't like offended. I was more like, whoa, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, how we both were. That's how like, I felt. What? Like, that, that's cool. Go ahead, man. This is Game of Thrones, right? Okay. Well, so what's the, the Arya scene was very cool, too. I forget. The whole, how well, does she the kill she, her? Oh, the chase she scene. Sh- and then oh, my she God. blows at the candle. And oh, then we she, don't see what happens. We don't see what happens. But her face is missing. Remember? It's her face in the wall. Yep. She gets the better of her, and I and I, it's got to be the training, the blind she, training. She, yeah, 
she cuts she, out the the candle with her needle, yeah, like needle, and then like takes her out in the dark. Her yeah. like what they did to her ends up being that girl's like downfall. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And the the chase scene alone with the two of them was cool. Very cool. Her running and her wound opens up again, and she's falling yeah. and jumping off of the stairs and rolling through the fruit market, and very cool. Well, so we don't know where what's going to happen in terms of like exactly where she's going to go or. Are there any boobs this episode? No boobs. No boobs. No, no wieners. Sorry. Sorry. Was no, there? Like, no, there was a wiener. Wasn't there a wiener? Was a wiener. Wasn't there a wiener? wiener was we there? were like, oh yeah, the the hound. He takes. He oh, he's pissing, and we pee. see like a part of the and hound's we were wiener. Like, what? Why do we have to see wiener? Oh, there's always like a wiener they quota. They love to do that. <laughs> Wiener quota. There's a boob and wiener quota. Yeah, like bush quota. Yeah. I. Why do you gotta do that? There's like a butthole it's like, quota. Do you really gotta do that? There's like smelly poop no. quota. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Smelly but dump. Take it a dump quota. No, no. They do love to do weird. They like, love sex community. and violence. Man. They do. It's a fucking. Yeah. It's thrones. That's it's thrones. thrones. That's Thrones. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh, We Talk Thrones this week. We will be back. With wieners in with hand. episode nine, The Battle of the Bastards. The so Battle of the Bulge. for that. With wieners. We went to E3. We went to E3. We went to E3. And it was pretty cool. It was awesome. I'd never been before, and it's fucking huge. Yeah. It's the hugest... Uh, probably the most money dumped into a trade show I've ever been a part of. Yeah, even more of so than Comic Con, I think. Well, just from the San the Diego booth design were spectacular, it's and huge. the press conferences and everything. The that press they conference. Did. I've never been to such a press conference. We as went to Sony. the Sony uh, PlayStation conference, and it was pretty much a spectacle. They had a full orchestra. They had a full orchestra, and just the hoops we had to jump through. First of all, we should lead up with we were ass fucking backwards trying to get to this fucking place because <laughs> we thought it was at the convention center but then i looked on the on their twitter feed and like there's no fucking theater that has that capacity here right. and so we ended up going to the marriott yeah because some lady told us to yeah dummy. and nobody knew what the fuck they're like sony what and like sony playstation have you heard of it they're like what's that it's like why who are you yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> just like i sell hot dogs i don't know <laughs> i just have bacon wrapped hot dogs well and that security dude at the Marriott. He was, was a like, fucking prick. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah, he was like, yeah. That's it was a, a while o'clock. ago. Yeah, that's not until 6. It's 5.30. Like, you know what we're talking about. And he didn't. He didn't know. He's like, well, there's stuff going on at the shrine. There's stuff going on at this. And so I Googled it. Like, where the fuck is the Sony press conference? And it was at the shrine. Yeah. But he didn't know that. He didn't tell us. And so we literally had like 20 minutes to, to get from Uber. the Marriott to the shrine downtown yeah. and take a fucking Uber and like get there. And we didn't know if we'd even be able to get in. We got our badges, luckily. Yeah. Went to the media center. And then luckily we left when we did because there's a huge, there was a huge waitlist line. And we're like, that's not the line we have to wait in. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not even going to that line. <laughs> and I just like walked up like out of my way, bitches. Like which way? <laughs> and they're like, then they pointed us to this help desk. And since we had the press badges, we were on the, like, press list. Thank fucking God. Right. And then we got these, like, nifty bands that are, like, Livestrong bands, but they're fabric and yeah. stretchy. They're really cool. I'm yeah, actually wearing cool. mine right now. I've kept it. I kept it. It was cool. And then, literally, it was, like, 6.04 when we walked through the door. Yeah. And the, in the shrine, it's cool. There's, like, a, a sort of theater, sense, like, stage. And then there's also 
a sort of conference area stage, mm-hmm. which were different bands. Some you can do with like theater shows, and then you can do like live music shows right. in the same place. And so the actual conference was in the theater area, and then the after party was in that sort of conference stage area. Yeah. Without it's a beautiful venue. It's the Shrine Auditorium where they used to do the Oscars. Yeah, and the and US that's where on USC campus. Yeah, it's it's a really nice uh, theater, and it was uh, fucking awesome. I've yeah. never seen it's almost it was almost like you'd almost pay a ticket to go to this thing just for the multimedia yeah. effects alone yeah like, and as we walked in we got really good seats like very close a little to yeah. the left of things but still very close and as we were walking in there was this full orchestra playing yeah. and like an opera singer what? and i was like this is what it is yeah. like this is what they do for the fans here yeah, for the, the media or at comic-con yeah. really not even close not like this like hall h is fun because they all sh- all the celebrities show up right, but, but there's it's... no pageantry no and it's also like like living cheap like yeah in the living gutta. on the cheap yeah it is <laughs> low rent low rent they don't i mean Smell. e3 definitely did a lot more for press they had like a press lounge even though they didn't have anything in no it but they had like bed. a breakfast and lunch service that we just didn't take part in and wi-fi and, and wi-fi yeah. and water and beanbag chairs comic-con and- they're like just suffered out on the pavement yeah oh are you oppressed here eat shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) what no unless you're the hollywood reporter or whatever yeah but so we walk in and and then like it literally starts off like the the curtain rises and there's this giant sort of hd 4k screen Mm -hmm. but behind the screen there's like these set pieces that sort of change with the lighting so it's like yeah and one one thing it's like the backdrop of a forest and then it's a backdrop yeah it was a whole production design huge stage huge huge and all the lights like the actual stage lights were sort of incorporated yep. into the sound. So like when an alarm would go off in the trailer of a game, the, all the lights would flash red. Mm-hmm. And when there'd be bullets shooting, the lights would flash orange, do, 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 like with the bullets. Right. Everything was coordinated and programmed. Yeah. And they premiered God of War 4, which yeah. people lost their fucking they minds did. for. They lost their minds. Because they did a whole playthrough, like a quick playthrough of maybe like one of the first levels where kratos who's the god of war from the original games has like a son mm. and he's got a beard and it's sort of like the like old salty dog moves to like, <laughs> oh, those years are behind me i live in the forest and i have a son now i don't yeah. have my like dual wielding chain blades and i don't i'm not trying to kill zeus anymore no, he's <laughs> teaching him how to like kill- hunt hunt and stuff it was it was a cool game it was so cool and it's a completely new approach it kind of looks like a resident evil 4 what are you buying sort Mm. of layout where it's over the shoulder camera and it's tighter almost looks like a survival horror game as opposed to like the third person sort of action platformer that god of war was known for Mm -hmm. but once you start fighting and kicking ass it has a lot of those sort of quick time elements where you're taking down giant creatures one button push at a time and you're sticking them in the head and you're pulling them down by the horns and breaking their jaw and sticking them with the axe and you get the power surges like the axe can go like it looked like ice like an ice axe remember right oh yeah that was cool. yeah it was really yeah. cool and so you saw that whole thing play through then there was this fucking kind of funny ass looking game called horizons where you play yeah that was okay. it was weird it was like a mix of fantasy and sci-fi yeah where it's like robots mixed with like you're riding like a you're, you you kind of look like it's like lord of the rings 
meets Terminator. Yeah. It was kind it was of a little weird. hokey dokey and people weren't really geeking out no. too much. They're kind of like, because they did a playthrough of like a level. Right. And just how the game plays out. And it's kind of like The Witcher where it's an open world thing. Yeah. And you're upgrading weapons and capabilities. But then also at the same time, I don't know, it's kind of like Red Dead Redemption. Right. That kind of thing. But it was kind of like stupid. It well, was, and what was that one that was kind of like a futuristic site? Like a oh, Detroit, AI, yeah, Detroit, Detroit. Um, being detective, detective. Thing. It's called Detroit being human or Detroit. Yeah, it's you like play AI. like a detective android. Yeah, and you have to solve crimes, and it's a lot like a Telltale game where you're finding clues and putting together cases and suspects. And, and what you do, you can change the story. Yeah, by everything. It, well, you pick one thing, and it completely changes the outcome of the story. Right, the way you interact with a perp. Yeah. Do you choose to hit him? Do you choose to kill him? Do you keep him alive? Do you question him? You know, all that, that cool. stuff. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. It was it, a, at first, I wasn't sure. Yeah. But then when they got into the whole, like, this is the story, then I got more into it. Yeah, because you're an android and you're a detective. And it even says, like, the woman, like there's an, another, like, android gone rogue holding this girl over a right. building. And the mother of the girl is like, you can't send an android in to save my daughter. Like, I need a human detective, mm. not some android. He doesn't know like how to save a human. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like this cool sort of like androids versus people and kind of like iRobot where they're not yeah. really accepted like a lesser and class. And AI. And AI. Yeah. yeah, totally. It looked cool, but it takes place in Detroit, which is like something I would play to see yeah. if it's actually Detroit. Because right. a lot of times it takes place in Detroit. Like, this is not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> this is just any city yeah. in the future. So, I yeah, that actually cool. It's a game that I like to play where you're finding clues and putting together you know cases that's why i like batman arkham origins so much right. because there was a whole cool sort of detective element where you'd go to a crime scene and batman would have to put together the pieces yeah you love that it's cool because you can fast forward time and see like where the dead guy landed and then like where he landed oh something fell out of his pocket right there where, like where the desk shattered or the toffee table shattered and that's it, fun it's interesting it's a fun gameplay so what other games did we see uh that they did well, they uh, they talked a lot about VR, and yeah. that they've gonna they have a new headset that's gonna the VR headset, which is like four hundred bucks, yep. which is basically the cost of a PlayStation <laughs> yeah. console. But I mean, for VR to actually to, for them to actually go like we're doing VR, well, and not just we're doing they're they're launching it with fifty games, different games, and there's two big AAA titles, which is one is Resident Evil Seven called Biohazard, mm-hmm. which fuck me would be a f- trip to play in vr right. to play a resident evil game vr with what what that game sort of consists of yeah and i've been playing resident evil games since playstation one you know and so to like <laughs> now have that be a vr game amazing yeah and it's a thing where you can buy a vr headset for your existing console and it's not a thousand dollars it's 400 bucks it's a lot but it's a lot but I mean, I think, think about the what you're getting vr is going to be a lot less than that I yeah think, you know? oh for sure but i mean what you're getting the, the actual vr headset looks super premium yeah it does like yeah. they had them on sh- for on showcase and you could take turns you had to book an appointment to use it but they also have this sort of like controller that looks like a rifle it's sort of like a motion controller that you can use to play first person shooter games but then it also has sub controllers like r2 r1 l1 r1 and stuff to scroll through your item like item screen but it's also like shaped like a rifle right you'd have to buy that you'd have to buy the vr headset you'd have to buy the motion control uh like control sticks like how the wii has yep 
and then you have to buy the camera. Yeah. So, so you're setting lie. up. Yeah, it's gonna not, yeah. it's gonna cost you money, but in the long run, it'll be worth it. It's like the future of gaming. Yeah, it's definitely the future. It's future of everything. Of everything. I mean, we saw it all over. So NAB. the fact that PlayStation is having a consumer one right now because it's NAB, pretty amazing. NAB yeah. made it feel far away. Like this is You're somewhere right, down the line. Like You're right. maybe in a few years, but like to see it at E3 yeah. with people wearing it and playing. Like PlayStation had this really cool sort of setup uh, inside the booth that was themed. Like a like a like a desert, remember? Yeah. And people were that's where they would go try the that was cool. VR. So it was a bunch of people with these VR headsets and guns in this like desert ro- like rock scenario, yeah. and like they're all playing it, and you can see the screens that they're playing yeah. on. And it's a first person shooter like Borderlands. Or well, something. and then the other premium for that is Arkham Batman Arkham yeah. VR. So to play as Batman in an Arkham game VR like that, there, boom. Yeah, that's boom, exciting. Sold. So what else at the at the uh, PlayStation press conference? We also oh big news. huge thing Hideo Kojima came out. That's a big news, which is huge. He came out personally and introduced his and new they, game. And they introduced him like a big rock star. Like they had like him come down this lift, sort of. Yeah, and it was lit up, so each step he took would turn a different yeah. color. And he's like. I'm Beck. Like, yeah, yeah he, it was funny. He's all the English he knows, probably. <laughs> you know, but if you don't know who Hideo Kojima is, he created Metal Gear Solid, the franchise. And he's been working with Konami since, like, the fucking late 80s. And they had a falling out. I don't know the details, but he no longer works with Konami. Mm. So now he has his own 100%, like, game development yeah. company. And Sony picked him up. And they showcase his new game which is a playstation exclusive called death stranding starring norman reedus and like literally like he's the one that did all of the motion capture and all the acting and it looks fucking weird it looks really weird it looks super japanese it looks like japanese anime weird like he wakes up and he has this giant scar and he's on the desert but it looks like there's a giant oil spill and he's naked and then he has like an electric cord attached to a baby yeah he like picks up the baby and there's all these weird oily handprints and like dead whales everywhere. Yeah. And, but the graphics are incredible. Yes. And it's a beautifully rendered game. Mm-hmm. But it's just, again, it's so Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on in this yeah. game? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like scary and like cool, but also like disturbing kind of. Yeah. Like, ugh, like, what is this? I don't know. Like, But it's kind of cool that it's happening. Well, so. it's just cool to see Kojima in the, in the flesh. He's a yeah. fucking legend. So that was fu- incredible. That was like the highlight of the thing. It's like, holy shit. Oh, shit. And they announced their whole, all the Crash Bandicoot games are going to be remastered and released on And they showed download. that. And yeah. then the co- one that we really thought was called Days Gone. Oh, that was, uh, to, for me, I think yeah. that was sort of the standout of the show. Yeah. For me was Days Gone, which looks at, feels a lot like The Last of Us, but it's sort of more of uh, action focused than just survival focused. And the the way you're fighting these zombies, you play like a biker turned mercenary bounty hunter yeah. in a post-apocalyptic zombie infested world, which is still a really popular fucking. Well, but they're backdrop. zombies like World War Z, the movie yeah. zombies. They're not like the slow moving Resident Evil zombies. No. They travel in packs, and once you get their attention, they sort of move in this like a school of fish. Yeah. And 
they run too. They're fast and they all move together. Yep. And a lot of the gameplay is focused on sort of funneling and congesting them mm-hmm. and then taking them all out as they pile up on each other because they did a live gameplay Which like playthrough. Really cool. And it looks beautiful and it looks really tense. Yeah. Like the way I was tense watching. Yeah, it. I was, I like, was oh, too. Shit. Oh fuck, is he gonna make it up the stairs? Yeah, oh yeah. fuck, is he gonna make it through that factory? Yeah. Then he throws a Molotov cocktail, and the fucking bridge falls down, and they're all piling on top right. of each other, and he's just unloading with this like AR-15 or whatever fucking weapon. And and then I went to the Sony PlayStation booth the next day, mm-hmm. and they had little theaters, and they showed a Days Gone sort of play through again for oh, people okay. that didn't get to go to the press conference but it was longer and it was like that game I was like fuck because they had a they had a three theaters one for the new uh, Call of Duty one for the new God of War and then one for Days Gone right and I went to the Days Gone one and that to me was like the standout for Sony outside of the VR stuff like just for me personally yeah they are we missing anything from Sony I mean well also game other games uh, The Legend of Zelda that's Nintendo uh, yeah I'm saying other games at the show um yeah that that was a big one at the show um also Xbox announced Ubisoft. a new Xbox. Oh, we didn't go to the Ubisoft press conference and we missed fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah. They came out and talked Bummer. about the new uh, South Park game Fractured Butthole. <laughs> 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 the continuation or whatever it's called. Yeah. Which is a continuation of the Stick of Truth which came out in like 2013. Yeah. It was a really fun sort of South Park RPG game. Well, and they talked apparently in the press conference about the, the that gaming is the future for South Park. I get it. Yeah. They can create such a broader universe. Yeah. And they can create, like, if you played Stick of Truth, it's basically like a fucking 10-hour South Park episode. Because the script and right. the characters and the dialogue and the jokes, it's not sub shit. A lot of times when they make a movie franchise game, it's not the same actors. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a lesser story. It's lesser dialogue. You know, like yep. when they do that on games. But with this, it's them. It's hands on. They don't yeah, fucking half ass anything. Yeah, they're into it. And they should be. Like, when you play Stick of Truth, you finally, you get to play Roam through South Park. Which they said themselves when they were making it, they didn't even know the geography. They had to make it up. Yeah, they had to just, like, create the geography of South Park. Of South Park. Because, like, where's Token's house? Where's Kenny's house? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Tom's rhinoplasty? Yeah. Where's the school versus, you know, where's the fucking, you know, chef's house? Right. But now they have all that. Yeah, they they did it. They can build And they can make it bigger, yeah. And make it broader. Yeah. Stark's Pond versus, you know, anything. Right. Like the library and the police <laughs> station. And yeah, it's That's so cool. Awesome. It's such a cool game. In Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. So they, yeah, that was cool. Ubisoft, and they also had uh, Watch Dogs 2 mm-hmm. and a couple other games, which I don't care about well, or remember. <laughs> well, yeah. on the show floor, we went to the Nintendo booth where we saw the new awesome. Legend of Zelda game. We didn't see it, but I mean, we... Well, there was a line just to get yeah. into their booth, and I didn't understand why, because I knew there was a gameplay line, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I just want to go in, and then there was a line to just fucking get in the booth, and I was like, what the fuck, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to wait, like, you know, you have to, there's a line for everything. Right. And then you came, I'm like, come wait in line with me, and I think it's going to be worth it. Yeah, and, and it was. Holy shit. <laughs> it was so cool. It was like going to Disneyland. It was like 
going into the chocolate factory. Wonka's chocolate the factory. The way, because you see the demo. Well, what they do is they file you into the small room, which kind of looks like one of the rooms from one of the Zelda dungeons. Like one of yeah. the, like when you go into, you know, you have to get the Triforce pieces in a lot of the Zelda games and all the Zelda games and you go into these dungeons and then, then you fight a boss at the end and like where you go, the lighting and there were set pieces. Yeah. It was like it a was decor so of like. well thought out. And then they show you a demo on this giant screen and then once the demo ends, there's a sort of graphic that comes up that looks like you just inserted a key into one yeah. of the dungeon doors <laughs> yeah. of the game. And then as the, the 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 fucking image sort of opens up, the screen rises yeah. and it lets you into the giant Nintendo booth, yep. which it with inside is all of these giant sculpts and figures of the new game, Breath of Breath of the Wild. Uh, breath of breath the of wild breath of the wild or yeah. breath of wild it's it's the it's legend it's the newest legend of zelda game for nintendo right. wii or wii u and you walk in and it's like you're in t- in the world of zelda yeah and it, it's an unbelievable world yeah and there's like literally like animatronic like characters and a- animatronic like food cooking and all the stuff that you see in the in the actual preview they show you is sort of set up breath of the, the wild by the way breath yeah. of the wild yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. and uh it's just fantastic like we were in there and they for a had, while we didn't want to leave because like it was 20 so minutes. tranquil and we, it was <laughs> tranquil because there was people playing then there was people you had to have like a ticket to play mm-hmm. the game which i didn't i don't fucking care really i just was like happy to chill in there yeah but there was like a sort of broken down ca- castle part there was uh, like a p- part where you see Zelda shooting that giant boss, yeah. and it's all sculpts. We have pictures of it, and yeah, I think it's on our blog. If you go to uh, our website, uh, you'll there's a on our blog. You'll see all the pictures. The co- and the, the the coolest part for me was they literally had like a day and night cycle with the lighting in the actual booth. So yeah. we were in there long enough, and it became like night. Yeah, in the world that was the coolest. Or then, and it started to rain and thunder right. and then it would come day again just like in the game they're, yeah, they're showcasing was, all of the outlets or all the facets of the newest game it, from a I mean it's I gotta brilliant. tell you like some from doing events for so many years and just seeing and the way they shows. crafted and trade shows and see the way they crafted these booths uh, it, it was genius everything the way they were thinking the money that out. they put into this man but just so it's clearly they yeah clearly you can see like unlike nab where everything is done by engineers doing boots and right. but also with like a very small budget right. whereas this is this is my vision almost a blank and check. i don't care what it costs yeah, man. yeah i mean that's what it felt like well, and because the nintendo booth was built up so that you can't see what's inside right. like, except for the from the exit and the uh, entrance for the game players, but or from both sides, there's these two exits, so you can kind of look. But right. there's literally like these 30, 40 foot walls inside the convention center that was that were built by people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can't see what's inside. So there's this great reveal when you get in there of like just how big it is. Really big and really just magical. It was magical. Yeah. And the thing about that is Nintendo didn't have a whole lot to announce this year. It was no, noted. There was no hardware. There was no yeah. hardware announced and there was only like a couple games, but it was Zelda and they sort of took the show. They uh, sort most of, people gave them top game. I'd give them like top presence yeah. on the floor. They absolutely got the top presence on the floor. I mean, there's no question. 
question There's about no it. question. And Xbox was a fucking shit show. Although they did introduce a couple new consoles. People were talking about that, but we don't really It's care. like the Xbox <laughs> Slim. And it's like an, a 4K console. So yeah. you can watch 4K movies and shit. And supposedly it's going to be the cheapest 4K player on the market. Yeah, and that's but significant. That's significant. But fuck, fuck that. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. Like just walking through the Xbox booth, you really get a vibe of like the different fans. You do. It's so weird. Like people waiting in line for fucking 20, 30, 40 minutes to yeah. play the new Killer Instinct game. <laughs> like, it, it, it was just like, oh, get me out of here. No 20, one's aware. 40, you mean two hours. Yeah, two hours. Fuck yeah. me. But it was when, that's the other thing. The line for the Nintendo thing wasn't that long. Like it might have been 20 minutes. No. And once you got in there, minutes, yeah. they didn't kick you out. Right. You could be in You a, just hang out. You could hang out and take yeah. pictures and they would take, you could take pictures with all the different character builds and the different Yeah, areas. and there was people dressed up. As Link and Zelda. Yeah, and taking, taking uh, pictures. Picture. Yeah, which people. was cool. Yeah, it was so cool. We stayed in there for so long, just like watching the weather change. Yeah. Watching it. <laughs> I yeah, it was beautiful. We just stayed here and it had like a plush carpet. Yeah, it really just, soft on yeah. your feet and shit. It was so nice. And the carpet was designed to look like grass. Yeah. Like it was like grass design. It was fucking perfect. It was so perfect. It was the coolest booth trade show thing I've ever best seen in, in my show life. Best in show booth, Nintendo. Best in show, best ever, baby. Yeah. I mean, they had one game to premiere. Look how much money they put into premiering this I one know. fucking game. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. It's yeah. intense and well. cool. Well, the other cool booth was the Mafia 3 one, which was like the French Quarter booth. Oh, that was very cool. And they had a full a like, live band, band. A full. A fun band. Funk yeah. band. They were playing like. Actually, there's Temptations. a video on our Facebook page of them playing. Yeah, and it's literally built. It's almost like a movie set. They built yeah. the French Quarter. That was, and it literally looks like that. It's a two K booth. Into it, you yeah. Can sit in it. There's like, like a like the tarot reader. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like that French Quarter with the balconies and shit. That was really awesome. Yeah, it was I incredible. Have to give it to them too. That was in a different hall. Yeah, it was that two, was in two kind halls. Of the, well, and then there was that whole booth that was just like the igloos. Yeah, it was a 3D thing. But it was cool in the sense that they were air-conditioned and you could go in. It, there was a thing at NAB like that, too. It was just like it was one of those sort of like smart to go, go have an experience. Go take a load off. Yeah. I have to say the thing about E3, although the crowd is really... The crowd's different like than Comic-Con and NAB. crowd. They're not even connected I couldn't believe how least. different. But they, what was cool about E3... The layout of the floors and the show floors were really thought out for people to be able to sit, to yeah. have an experience. It was really thought out. It was worth, for in us that respect. In mind. It was a lot. It's a lot better than Comic Con. Night and oh, day yeah. better than Comic Con. San Diego. Does I mean, nothing to fan safety n- even. for safety for or comfort. comfort. Yeah. Well, across the board. I mean, you go to like their website. Everything is done. It, it's archaic. almost like it makes it's archaic and it makes it really difficult. It's not user friendly. No, and the floor is not user. The exhibition hall in Comic Con is not user friendly. Oh my god! It's like no. it's a mess. There's too many people. At yeah. least E3, there's a, there's seventy thousand people attended. They said, which is not as much as Comic Con. No, Comic Con's upward of three hundred thousand. Is it that much? Isn't it? It feels like that much. But regardless, well, well, NA, maybe I'm thinking of NAB. NAB is NAB's like, like three hundred. Plus but even NAB doesn't feel like as bad as Comic Con. Comic Con feels the no. worst. I mean, it's small. I mean, it's San Diego's small. small convention center. And but the hall is small. The hall is almost not even worth going into during the week. No. It's horrible. It's horrible. You can't get around. It doesn't like, and they know this. They're trying to get into a larger space, they've outgrown it. Like, the only place I've felt that sort of 
jamming of people was like in Istanbul at the Turkish market. <laughs> yeah. Where like literally that about that's right. as close as I've ever felt to being that like trapped by human. Yeah. By like it's human a scary presence. Feeling. It is. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, when I was in Turkey, I was like nine years old, mm. you know, but I remember my mom, like, if you let go of my hand, you're going to be gone forever. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I remember being that like it was die, do or die like, right don't right. let go of mom's hand yeah or just get swept off by the people yeah well you feel that way at comic-con kind of yeah if like, i was a kid at comic-con i'd be like let me get me the fuck out of here i mean we always sort of have to have a place where we know we're to gonna meet. like because yeah luckily i mean they do give you this sort of weird press room that is all it serves is it's chairs. like one of the room that has chairs and desks and a water thing, so mm-hmm. you can go in there. Just like get away from the noise, I guess. And and, get away but they from don't the give you. They don't give you a Wi-Fi code. They don't no. give you like. There's no one there. There's that's no like a one representative there. or anything. There, yeah. So I mean, I ho- I really hope they're going to have taken that a little more seriously this year and give us something because it is really hard to do this show and be promoting it and not be given. A lounge, or just a place, yeah, with Wi-Fi, yeah, and maybe and water and, and coffee, water or coffee, and, uh, you yeah. know, a nice place to sit and write and get your stuff out. Um, yeah, but man. E3 did do that, and they did it. They really had a system down. It was mm-hmm. extremely well organized. There was someone there the whole time, like yep. a security guard, checking people's badges and their um, press credentials. But there was always a place to sit mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, they're the back of those show floors. They had like tables and chairs. Maybe it because the numbers are just not as significant as the other shows. So I guess, there's a yeah. lot more ability. And plus, everybody's in the booths playing the games. That's, That's like true, too. And there's a lot of people is. in lines for yeah. playing games. So you've so got the outskirts people. of the stuff kind of relatively open and empty. Oh, speaking of lines, I got into like one of the last viewings of uh, Injustice gods among us too right. which is the like side by side dc fighting game uh-huh. which is sort of like dc's mortal Kombat, if you will without as much as the gore right and i saw their pre their trailer on the internet and i knew that they were going to be there because warner brothers was there uh-huh and it was really cool i ended up waiting but i got into the very last sort of uh demo and it was cool because you go in and it's this little theater. It's mm. like a fucking little movie theater, maybe 40-something, 40 44, 45, 50 people. And there's these cool like recliner chairs. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. And they go like a blow-by-blow blow of the new mechanics of the game. Oh, wow. And the new characters that are going to be in the game without too many spoilers. They give you this whole sort of like no photography, no videography, no audio mm. unless otherwise Bummer. specified. Yeah, and but the game looks huge and it really looks like a huge grand step up from the first one which i really enjoyed because it's dc for starters and two it was a cool storyline in a fighting game which i don't really play a lot of like mortal Kombat's or street fighters and marvel vs. capcom and shit i don't really play a lot of fighting games you know but the storyline in injustice was so cool with superman and batman and the joker and wonder woman that i played through the whole storyline that's cool and you get to play each character because they each have a little story within the giant storyline so you mm-hmm. get to play cyborg and the flash and green lantern and green arrow and wow and fucking bane's in it for god's sake oh, solomon wow, grundy's fun. in it yeah and so they're doing that and then there's this whole new upgrade system where batman can get all these different new chess pieces and gauntlets and boots and masks and you can constantly you love that i know everybody <laughs> does that. like everybody loves that 
that kind of stuff because yeah. Supergirl's in it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supergirl, Wonder Woman. Wow. In it again. So they're tying. Talk about transmedia. They're mm-hmm. tying all the stuff that they got going on through the small screen and the big yeah. screen. Flashes wow. in it totally, and yeah. you can continue to upgrade. So like Flash, by the end of it, they show they're like, here's what Batman looks like when you start, and then here's what a f- like a really like high high level Batman could look like. Whoa! And they show, and it's like whoa, and like because they do it instantly, it's like a graphic oh, on the big screen. I missed it. You missed it, and then I the know. coolest part about it is, is we were leaving, we all got free shirts. Yeah, you jerk. It, it's a cool <laughs> shirt too. It's not some sucker ass shirt. It's got like the, <laughs> it the game, and it's got the like little images of Batman's Batman's mask and like wonder woman's shield and aquaman's trident and it's do 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 green lantern's symbol i get it oh my shirt it's a super fun game dishonored 2 looks like a lot of fun and bethesda's booth it was a fun show i'd never been it was a fun show it was it was definitely a spectacle and worth checking i'd been years ago uh when i worked for aja um but hadn't been back on in this capacity so it was really fun to go yeah i had a great time and, and uh, uh, hopefully, I get to see Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> yeah, go to lunch maybe at uh, Comic Con. I mean, so that's we got that coming up soon, folks. That's Comic Con's on the way. Fast and furiously, before you know it, that's we will the next be in trade San show. Diego. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's our next big thing. And that's in San Diego. This was cool because it was just downtown LA. And we took the train. We took the new train. Yeah, which is like that a was an foreign concept to people in this city. <laughs> in this city, definitely. But man, th- it's literally a three fifth, three dollar round trip from santa monica the beach to downtown los angeles yeah, if anyone is it. familiar with the city in any way three there's nothing that beats a three dollar route trip no, <laughs> to downtown no. it's insane no it only gas. takes you're not spending yeah. gas money. you're not using wear and tear in your car there's no potential for car accidents right. during high rush hour traffic no, on the awesome. 10 or the 405 it's insane yep. and it only took 45 minutes to 50 minutes at the most yeah if you're in traffic, you could take you 90 minutes. Right. Now I'm just venting, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. If you're a guy, if you got anything to do downtown, take the train. Take the train. It'll the keep your fucking Expo ass off nine. the highway for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, that'll help us out. Yeah, it'll help everyone. All right, so that's it for us this week. Yeah, we'll be back with the Battle of the Bastards. You yes, bastard. we will. Battle of the Bastards and more movie reviews. <laughs> See ya, jerks. Toodaloo, jerky. Dude.